Hey, Dead and Gone listeners, Jake Brennan here. While you're enjoying this insane story from the world of the Grateful Dead, I wanted to introduce you to some of the stories coming your way in Season 9 of Disgraceland, my award-winning music and true crime podcast about musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. This season will follow the chaotic careers of musical icons like the Eagles, George Harrison, Miles Davis, we've even got an episode on Sublime, and many more. Here's a clip from the brand new episode about Tom Petty, which is packed with tales of his heroin addiction, a mysterious arson, and violent outbursts in the studio. Check it out. Name the first three Tom Petty songs that come to mind, and one of them is likely on Full Moon Fever. Free Fallin', Running Down a Dream, I Won't Back Down, Classics, Must Knows in the Rock and Roll Canon. These songs are so ubiquitous that they are impossible to not know, and for good reason. They are FM dial pop song gold. Critics called it his commercial peak. Full Moon Fever might not only be Tom Petty's commercial peak, it might be FM radio's commercial peak. Never before had an artist raised on FM radio so fully mastered and exploited FM radio. Everything Tom learned from his days listening to the radio as a boy in Gainesville, from Elvis Presley and Little Richard to the Birds, the Rolling Stones, all of it is synthesized on Full Moon Fever into the perfect combination of pop creativity and commercialism. Over 30 years later, its songs remain a staple of FM radio, and it continues to sell, having gone five times platinum in both the US and the UK. With Full Moon Fever, Tom Petty had reached the top of the commercial mountain. And in 1994, with Wildflowers, Tom Petty reached the top of the creative mountain. A masterpiece, possibly Petty's finest full length, produced in collaboration with heavy metal and hip hop guru Rick Rubin. The songs on Wildflowers are that of a songwriter at the peak of his powers, walking the creative tightrope of risk without a net and too confident. The songs on Wildflowers rock effortlessly in one moment and roll over easy in the next. You know, rock and roll. But either way, Tom Petty put his rage at front and center when he recorded. Rage from his father's abuse, rage over the breakup, rage over the record companies that had once tried to bend him over and screw him. And when he couldn't get a song to sound the way he wanted it to sound, he responded with rage. Back in the fall of 1984, when recording a previous masterstroke, Southern Accents, it was late, or early, it didn't matter. It was 4 a.m., but it felt like 4 p.m. Thank you very much, cocaine. It was taking forever to get the songs right. They sounded nothing like the demo recordings. And the more he worked on matching the raw emotional impact of the demos, the further he got away from it. And maybe he should just trash the songs. Weeks of work down the drain. Tom stood up in the control room and began to walk to the next room. His frustration boiled over. The frustration made his arm hot. Without thinking, he cocked his arm back quickly and swatted the back of his hand against the wall. Concrete. Tom heard bones crack. He felt the crunch of his fingers all the way into his molars. His knuckles were red with blood. The surgery took four hours. Doctors filled his hand with wires and pins, and they told him he'd never play guitar again. Never play again. Tom felt the rage bubble up again. He would prove the doctors wrong. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that clip from Season 9 of Disgraceland. To hear the entire episode, along with new episodes on the Eagles, George Harrison, Miles Davis, Sublime, and many more, make sure to follow Disgraceland on Amazon Music. Rockerola.